0: Happy New Year, Misfits! Woo! Woo! I'm Kale. And I'm Kate. Welcome to Horrorwood. <laughs> this is even how our music goes. Through. I know <laughs> I know, but I get what you're doing. I get okay, it. I get it. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, so yeah, happy new
1: year. Happy New Year, everybody. What are you thinking about this new year? Um, well, it's it's pretty new. <laughs> so not much to say. I love it. I love it. That was great. I mean,
0: yes, as as New Year's would go, mm-hmm. this is the first day.
1: Well, I think it's the second, actually. Wait, is it? Wait, have we already had a day? <laughs> to be completely honest, here we're recording this ahead of time, so we don't know what day New Year's is. You would be right.
0: Okay. It is January second on a Monday, okay, in twenty twenty
1: three.
0: Just, just so that we know here. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to say a a day late and a dollar short because that was last year's um, motto and saying and this year is going to be completely different what's this year saying on the day money's never short oh except that is not the case for me (laughs) or maybe like on the day money is abundant let's just put that in the universe
1: yeah okay I like it abundance is clear
0: and I am going with this I like that. Twenty twenty three is my year, and let's have some cheer!
1: Yay for oh. rhymes! Yeah, it does. I like it. <laughs> Thank I you. like a good rhyme.
0: Yeah, yeah. And let me just um, let me just start here because, well, again, happy New Year! Here's to twenty twenty three, which just also so happens to be twenty three, one of my favorite numbers because Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know that. Um, that's
1: like the one sports thing I do know. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's true.
0: Actually, somebody just commented, Kate and her sports. I was like, or lack thereof. I said,
1: but she is a huge baseball fan for the Cubs. I do know baseball. I know. I don't know other teams. Like Matt will say, Matt will mention a player like, oh, the Cubs just acquired so-and-so. But I don't really pay attention to that like in the offseason. So I was like, who's that? And he has to explain it to me. Explain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you have him, right? So that, yeah. (laughs) So I can understand the world of ball playing. Go
0: athlete. Um, but yeah, 23, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan um, and a Bulls fan. And that whole era for me, I started playing ball in like 1990 maybe when I was like. I'm
1: sorry. Can we pause? Yes. You played ball? Like basketball. You played basketball? Yeah. Like on a team? Oh yeah. I had a famous hook shot and all. <laughs> what the? I have never heard. How have I not known this? Yeah. You played basketball on a team. Yeah, I was a guard and a forward. Oh, you know the positions and everything.
0: <laughs> Indeed, Were, I do.
1: Was it at school? Or yeah. like on like, a, like in no, the neighborhood? like? No, it wasn't like a traveling.
0: We didn't know. Uh, well, I mean, I would yeah, I would go to the local like school and play in the neighborhood, like street ball, but then and that's probably what got me my love of ball, but yeah, I played I played starting in I wanna say sixth grade.
1: Wow, maybe like
0: I guess maybe it wasn't 1990. It must have been like 91 or so. Um, so of course the era of like the Bulls, right? Okay, and so I was driven by those team members like Scottie Pippen, um, Dennis Rodman, like mm-hmm. you know, I do the, know those. The games, coach of yeah. the Warriors actually, Steve Kerr, played with the Bulls then. Okay, um, okay. So he's the coach now. So yeah, and then of course Michael Jordan. So I wanted these Lady Jordans for pretty much any kind of celebration, birthday, Christmas. And it took a while. And then my mom finally was like, all right, I'm the kid who like kept the Wheaties box that had the Bulls team on it. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I am with 23. So here's a 2023 as we encourage you to be all you can be because there is hope and then some as the best is yet to come.
1: You wrote a little poem for the listeners. I sure did. Oh, I like
0: it. So
1: I have a question for you.
0: Yes. Do you make do you make resolutions or intentions? You know
1: what? I will say, I used to when I was younger. It was like a big deal. Like in my family, we'd all sit around in our New Year's dinner and like go around and everyone would say their resolution. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, fuck that. Like I don't, I don't do it because then I'm just going to set myself up for failure. So mm. I'm just like, here it is. It's a new year. Let's drink. I don't know. Here's- in case the Misfits haven't already figured it out, this is a little bit of a looser episode because it's the first one of the new year Yeah, and we're just like, we're just kind of talking. We're not going to talk about murder or anything in this episode. We're just going to like chat and like- We might bring it up once or twice. Yeah, it might might come up. It might come up. But um, yeah, just to put that out there. So anyway, go on. I'm sorry to interrupt.
0: We don't want to start the new year out on a dark note.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: on On a lighter note. Right. And, and then and we'll get real dark next week. But here's what's funny, actually, because we are recording this early and it's before school day. Again, we've done another one like this where it's was like recording <laughs> at 530 a.m. What's funny is I look out my window and it's pitch black right now. It's so dark. <laughs> and I'm like, we're not bringing dark into the new year. And I'm like, well, and it looks like midnight. Hopefully I'm saying this right. But let's just continue on with my path of words. They're hard. OK. Um, I'm going to bring up these two new words. One is which it's called the leity, which is the desire with no intention of doing anything. Okay. The other one is conation, which is the will to succeed that shows up in single-minded pursuit of a goal. Okay. So if you conate something, then you are focused and you've got that goal in mind, which is probably a greater way of thinking than the leity um, you're trying to make a change. Whereas validity is like, you say you're going to resolve something, but you don't necessarily have the intention of doing it because you say you're going to do it. doesn't mean you're actually doing it or making it. Oh,
1: I see. I'm not going to lie. It's a little early for me as well. And I, um, I kind of got lost there, but I'm trying to keep
0: up. I'm I'm bringing up two new words. That's all. So I got this little information, this kind of new way of thinking from ink.com. And their article suggests that in a resolve, like a resolution, we do the things we set to resolve weeks before the new year, waiting for that future date rather than being co-native and deciding. So what it's saying is basically like, let's say in December, like right now, that's where we are. I mean, we're saying in in real time, time. Um, I might say like, people might ask, what's your resolution? And I'm going to say, oh, you know, to drop 10 pounds and Eat well and exercise more. You know, that's kind of like that standard generic one, right? Mm. However, what this is saying is they are setting forth this like desire, but they don't, the intention is not even there because they haven't done anything yet. They're just saying they're going to do it in the future.
1: I might need a third cup of coffee.
0: (laughs) So instead of like saying that they're going to set to resolve, you know, weeks before the new year and waiting for a future date, change and what you're worth should be done as soon as you decide or recognize it and deciding that anything worth changing is worth changing as soon as you recognize it so that anytime you want to put something off in that change, you'll remind yourself of validity, which is that desire without doing anything. It's that emotional desire. It's got no intention of doing anything. And instead, in this article, was Inc.com, it was, ink.com, it was um, going on to state, you can say to yourself this. I know I want to change something because I'm already doing it. Everything else is just validity or desire. And then it says, don't wait for New Year's Day to resolve to be co-native. Waiting is just validity. So I just wanted to bring those two new words to you today. Okay. And basically what I'm saying is you're worth a change now you're worth whatever you put yourself out there to do. Just don't wait to do it.
1: Yeah. It is weird. Like we all kind of like, well, not we all, but collectively, as a general, yeah, collectively, like it's like, okay, it's New Year's day. How am I going to do everything? It's like, no, this is just your life and it's another day. And, mm-hmm. and if you, you know, do what you got to do.
0: Exactly. Just
1: like, don't, be cruel to people. Don't murder people. Right. Just, you know, stay in your lane and spread a little kindness.
0: That was a great way to sum all this up. Thank, Thank you. you. You're more awake than me, obviously. I haven't even had coffee yet.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And, and
0: you're two hours ahead of me. So you're in the future right now, actually, I for me.
1: I am. And I got to tell you, the future is looking bright. Even though you're in a closet. <laughs> There's no windows and it's like so dim. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. I have another question for you. Okay. For me personally. Now we've talked about New Year's. Yeah. Okay. I want to know some things from you. Oh. Okay. What oh, okay. makes something chillingly creepy to you?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Maybe I do need a third cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I think the unexplained.
0: Ooh. Oh, I like that. See, it's funny because I wish that I would have like thought, how will she answer this and put like a little note or parentheses next to like my notes Mm. just to see like if that's what it was. Oh, I'll have to do that if I ever do something like this again. Okay. Next question. Okay. What makes something
1: ghostly or scary? The unexplained. Okay.
0: And I actually am going to do some brackets. I'm going to put these in my notes just so I can refer back to them. Okay. So you're going to answer that for both? Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> Is that did not you, okay? Did you, see, did you see my face? <laughs> I sure did. It's right there in front of me. <laughs> You're like, more... oh, this bitch. More... <laughs> <laughs> Be more creative. More so, I
0: was just like, I was going to marvel in your answers. And now I'm like,
1: okay. Um, I think insane. those are pretty fucking great <laughs> answers. The Unexplained was great.
0: But I, I well, they were similar questions. Okay, so also... They were similar questions. Tune out expectations. Hope for the best. Expect the unexplained. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next question. Do you think you're ready for this one? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm on the edge of my seat. You should be. What Ooh. makes something tip off that
0: prickly goosebump raised arm hair, eye-adjusted, spirit-aware, neck-tall experience for you? Neck-tall? You know, like okay, when you get spooked, you kind of (laughs) go,
1: no, is it just me? I think we need to describe what just happened. I don't even know if I could put that into words. It was like your, your head dislodged from your body and your the look on your face was like, I'm spooked. (laughs) Listen, when I
0: get scared, I become a giraffe. Like my neck gets tall and it does look like my it was very giraffe-like. My body. Life. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> know you're if welcome. Sure that <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: really early. Oh, the future is so bright. It is. I got to wear shades. And she just put them on. Okay. Wait, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> They're very similar questions. So I feel like my answers, that's why my answers are all the same. Okay. Okay. They are similar and they were meant to be similar, if that makes okay.
0: sense. Okay. Because I thought maybe if we looked at The perspectives or the wording differently, we might come up with a different way of thinking about it. That's all. Guess what? I didn't. (laughs) That's okay. Maybe, maybe our listeners will. Like, maybe the misfits are like, actually, I want to answer this
1: this way and this way. Or maybe they are all like unexplained. Maybe they're way more awake than either of us are right now, and they're with it. Here's hoping. Uh, Okay.
0: Well, we've already experienced our opinions on paranormal activity, activity, and.
1: What's happening?
0: We're rewinding because apparently Uh, I cannot speak today. Oh, you know what? Are you parched? Uh, Yeah, I haven't had a sip of water since I woke up. Oh, got to get that hydration. Mm -hmm. That's where I am. Oh, that's so much better. We've shared our opinions on paranormal activity.
1: Oh, like in the early on episodes? Yes, in previous episodes. So go listen to those episodes if you haven't yet.
0: And I've mentioned that I once was a skeptic. So that yeah, has been out yeah. there. Right. But what really makes something paranormal? How exactly does it work? Do we have sensors? What do you mean? Neck tall and like our arm hair, you know. Oh, the- I
1: see what you're saying.
0: Are those sensors
1: for us? I 100% think that some people are more sensitive to it than others. Mm. I wish I was more sensitive to it, actually. I do feel like I have, like I do sense some things, but there are people out there, you know, like Tyler Henry, who we were just talking about before we recorded, or that we talked about in the Brittany Murphy episode, like that can really, I I, I wish I had that gift because I do think it's real and I do think people can, kind of connect with this other realm if you will. Yeah. I think to an extent everybody has it, but for many it's just not as attuned. Okay. That that
0: makes sense actually. What about like do you think that some people or all of us have a subliminal summonings like that internally somehow if we need something to appear kind of like a patronus, right? Do we have that kind of like
1: power or sensation? Mm-hmm. I do think there is like energy in the universe mm-hmm. and you can put things out there and that energy comes back. So I do think, I think that's along the lines what you're talking about. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, okay. I wonder if things just appear or if somehow like a spirit is like looking for you and so then you feel that and then somehow you're like summoning it and it kind of comes just when you need it or when it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. These are just all thoughts, right? Okay. Um, so this episode is going to be short, sweet, and just a taste bud of spooky.
1: Even though it's already 40 minutes long. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will talk fast. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but here goes a little toe dip into Lake Erie. Ooh, a toe dip. Ooh, mm-hmm. Lake Erie. Ooh, it's all happening. It sure is. This list, though, is not comprehensive. And as I said before, it's just a little flavor of Hollywood frights. Cool. So we will most certainly dive deeper and refine y'all's palettes in another episode of Tinseltown's Ghostly Tales.
1: It's like a little preview. It's a preview. Cool. Yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to do kind of like a... List, I guess you would say, and kind of go into um, parts of Hollywood or the surroundings that are said to be haunted today
1: by like celebrities, possibly come and gone, okay, spirits, thoughts. I'm haunted by my thoughts all the time, just FYI. First up, we have Kate's thoughts, <laughs> and they are freaky. <laughs> oh, a little freaky deaky there, but like not in a fun way.
0: Oh, mine are always in a fun way. Mm.
1: Anyway, we have of course, lay it on me,
0: the Cecil Hotel.
1: Oh yeah, we're going to cover the Cecil in depth. I, that,
0: and I, yeah, I was going to say some of these are these are going to turn into actual full-length episodes.
1: Yeah, this is just like a little taste, a little mm-hmm. a little nibble, a little a little appetizer, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little amuse-bouche. Ooh, I like it. I like it.
1: So, this
0: this hotel was actually a luxury hotel. But it has a rap sheet. The Spectrum News says it could send chills down your spine. Oh, I mm-hmm. just love that. I liked that. This hotel became home to two, not one, but two serial killers. Jack Unterweger and Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez.
1: So I know about the Night Stalker. Wait, who was Jack? Why have I not heard of him?
0: That's a great question. And maybe we should do an episode on that.
1: Okay, yeah, we're going to. I, all
0: I know is that he was also a serial killer. Actually, let me pause. Okay. Wow. He actually committed murder in several countries, not just the United States. Austria, West Germany, Czechoslovakia.
1: Oh, my. He was just making the rounds.
0: Yeah. He hung himself in prison after being convicted of nine at least nine additional murders. So he'd already murdered. Oh um, my goodness. The reason that he, his name is out there in, I guess the Hollywood ideal is because he kind of became a minor celebrity. He was a playwright. Oh shit.
1: What kind of things did he write about? Right.
0: There was also Elisa Lam, a Canadian student who was found in the hotel's rooftop water tank.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it was speculated and rumors flew that she played an elevator game which allegedly takes one to a new dimension. This hotel also inspired an entire season of American Horror Story. So the Cecil Hotel is now an affordable housing unit, Mm. possibly putting its creepy vibes to bay. However, we know how that goes, considering Mm -hmm. we did a whole episode on the Knickerbocker Hotel, which to this day, Still has hauntings and you can listen yep. to episode seven on Horrorwood. The only thing is
1: I don't know if the numbers match up on all the platforms. Oh, stinkers. Because I think Apple doesn't count the first one, but I but I think I know Podbean does. I think Spotify might, like number wise, so it might be we might be off by one depending on what people listen to.
0: Good to know. Just, you know, look it up. Look it up. Listen to all the episodes and that can help you out. But there is one (laughs) about the Knickerbocker Hotel. Um, And that's where you can learn about D.W. DW Griffith's death, which was correlated to that famous chandelier in the Knickerbocker Hotel, as well as Frances Farmer's manic depressive episodes during her stays there.
1: We are going to cover her.
0: Yes. This hotel, like the Cecil, also turned residential. Mm -hmm. And it has been turned into a senior community studio and one-bedroom apartments. Are we ready to step into another hotel? Yes. The Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Which is a home to what Spectrum News reports, a number of celebrity hauntings. And it's been described as a kind of high-voltage Hollywood haunted area. Mm. So then I learned that there was even like a medium that visited the hotel. And I had also visited a cemetery um, and they stated that the energy felt at the hotel was also kind of some of the energy they felt at Hollywood Forever Graves. Oh, okay. Which Hollywood Forever is a cemetery. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's very similar. Those, those like that energy and that vibe, I guess, and that yeah. haunting sensation are very similar to the hotel's paranormal activity. Like marilyn monroe haunting her Mm -hmm. old room and if you've listened to horwood's knickerbocker hotels episode you'll find out what area of the hotel marilyn frequents
1: there wait are we talking about roosevelt or knickerbocker now knickerbocker Oh, okay. So we're talking about
0: the Roosevelt, but because Marilyn Monroe haunts two hotels.
1: Mm -hmm. Because she just can't. She just likes her hotel. She's like, this tub looks good. I'm going to take a tub. I'm going to take a tub. This mirror looks good. I like their bathrooms. She's like, she's going back and forth. Back and forth.
0: That's why I'm bringing up the Knickerbocker and this little spiel about the Roosevelt. Because she haunts both of them. And since we have an episode on the Knickerbocker, mm-hmm. um, our listeners, if they haven't listened to it, can can learn more about where her hauntings are at that yeah. particular hotel. It's also reported by the Hollywood reporter who spoke to um, a maintenance worker
1: of the Roosevelt?
0: Yes. Okay. The haunted visages. Oh boy.
1: Visages. 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 Yeah.
0: Woof. <laughs> What time? Oh, yeah. It's still really early. Of Montgomery Clift and Carol Lombard are said to dwell in the Elegant Hotel. Now, I felt like I I definitely heard of Carol Lombard, but I didn't know who Montgomery Clift was.
1: Oh, Montgomery Clift was uh, in The Misfits. And oh, he, I, he was the, the hot guy. That still. <laughs> he was like the hottie. And he was best friends with Elizabeth Taylor. And he was also gay. And Elizabeth Taylor was kind of like the first one who was like, that's okay, who cares? And he got into a horrific accident that sort of disfigured his face and kind of um, put his career in question. And he died pretty young. I think he died at like, like five years after making the misfits or something. Wow. Okay. Good. I didn't know any of that, and that's. Mm-hmm. I, I know
0: we had talked about like you've seen the Misfits, but I hadn't, and so mm-hmm. we're going to watch it together at some point.
1: Okay, I, mean, um, I don't need to see it again, but okay.
0: <laughs> oh, you're going to see it again oh, with shit. me, and we okay. are going to like uh, drink champagne while we okay. Watch it we will. Something.
1: So anyway, they
0: are also said to haunt and dwell in the elegant hotel of of the Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, lights and faucets have been known to mysteriously just
1: turn on here oh yes
0: big question for you
1: big i'm ready i've got a big answer
0: have you ever gone to any of these hotels that i just named
1: nope i've never been okay. inside them in, inside okay
0: oh i cannot wait until we have our big field trip
1: i know i know we need to that needs to happen In the. <laughs> it really does it needs to happen in 2020. 2023
0: yeah i like it and now that we've explored hotels let's go on to some entertainment venues the okay. old theater themselves First okay. stop. the Pantages Theater. Pantages. Now, I'm never going to call it that, but yes, what? Okay, she well, that's said. what it's called. <laughs> and I got to go to this theater. Actually, I saw one of our former Milliken students. Students? <laughs> Who was it? Um, why- Dweldon. Yes, it was oh, okay. But why did I say students? Like it was like I was a professor. You were not your teacher. <laughs> it's because I'm so used to talking about students. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. He was a classmate. He was a classmate. <laughs> Sorry, Dwelvey. Um, oh, Dwelven, which you can see him in Aladdin, touring around the country right now.
1: He's still in that. Yes. You know, what? I. I mean, I'm not really close with him. He follows my. Um, he he follows theatric, my other business. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but I actually don't know if he knows that it's. It's oh like, you, you know, me yeah because we weren't really close in college because like I didn't have any classes with him or anything.
0: Oh, I love me some Dwellin. He, really so he, he is so talented. He's is incredible. Every time I go to New York, I do try to like see him, but now he's touring. So, yeah. I've already looked up when um when Aladdin's coming here and it should be coming to San Francisco, so. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh, I love I love him.
1: Anyway, shout out to Dwellvin. Well, Dwellvin, yeah. now you have to now you have to start listening to the podcast.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I've been to this theater and I will say like it does have like that old time vibe that one mm-hmm. with like rich history and accoladed performances and stuff. However, oh. if you go to it and I didn't necessarily experience this. I think I just had the energy and the vibe of like being so excited to see my my friend on stage that mm-hmm. like I wasn't going to hear anything but him. Like that is who I was seeking and, sure. and trying to. So but. You don't have time for no ghosts. That's. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so you may hear, though, footsteps without any feet near you. Oh. Yeah, Britannica.com even discusses in their eight Hollywood haunts that are seriously haunted. I, lo- By the way, I am only quoting from there because I freaking loved that title. Eight, eight Hollywood, Hollywood haunts, haunts that are, that are seriously haunted. haunted.
1: I feel like they could have used more descriptive words in the title.
0: <laughs> I loved the simplicity of it. I thought okay. it was great. I, it just made me giggle like I liked it. Because um, there was a couple other, like, Articles that I looked up and stuff, and they have you sure. know more refined, like more refined adjectives, I guess. Whatever. Yes. Um But they say a female presence also calls the theater home after dying in the mezzanine during a show, and when the auditorium is dark and quiet, a voice of a woman can be heard singing.
1: And it's Ooh. possible,
0: like this young patron, maybe she had stage fright, or maybe she was like aspiring, aspiring, you know. And
1: <laughs> you were gonna say.
0: A spider. <laughs> a spy- Maybe she was a spider. She could be now, still.
1: You know? uh, yeah, she I mean, runated. I don't know what she came back as. So <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: But she was an, a, like an inspiring singer. And now perhaps she can live out her ghostly dreams performing at the Pantages. Thank you. Forever. No more stage fright for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my God. It's still really early. Don't do that again. <laughs> Did that hurt your ears like my sneeze? Maybe a little bit. I did. So truth time, I kept the, the sneeze in, but I did have to bring the volume down I was like, a bit.
0: That girl, that was so freaking loud.
1: It was loud. It didn't seem loud to me when we recorded it. But when I was playing it back, I was, was like, like, oh, so I I had to bring it down a little bit, but it was funny. You can bring my va-ha-ha-ha down too,
0: <laughs> okay. but I think you should keep it. Okay. Okay.
1: How about this theater?
0: We're going on to another one. Okay. Now- I- I am a little bit confused by this theater, just like the name changes. I got confused in reading some of the articles where it was like maybe there was multiple by this person. I don't know. So, okay. Grammans Chinese Theater. Oh, uh uh-huh. But it's also known as Mans Theater. And it's now been renamed TCL Chinese Theater. Do I have all that right? What's and the like,
1: TCL? For? I mean, I know Grammans, I know Mans. What's TCL stand for? Okay. It means the creative life. Okay. Interesting.
0: I believe in its current state is now named that. But I was confused in some of the articles because it was like, did Gramen have multiple theaters? Well,
1: we'll find out when we do an episode on it.
0: Great. Great. Because I, I got from um, a few sites and sources. I think all this happened in this one particular theater. And I put it all together. Like I mushed it all together. Because again, we're doing a shorter episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the sources, theculturetrip.com, told me about two ghosts named Annabelle and Victor. Oh. Annabelle certainly sounds like a mischief maker. Um, she might be the one who pulls on red, the red curtains in the theater and mm-hmm. has routinely spooked staff for some time. Oh. Now, while Victor's presence is more tragic. Oh, no. He was brutally murdered. <gasps> his presence now has been felt in the exterior area of the TCL as he walks the route. This is in quotes. He walks okay. the route and hopes to retrace his murders footsteps.
1: Ooh, I'm excited to read more about
0: that. To try to seek redemption or revenge along Hollywood Boulevard. Like that actually sent shivers when I read it. Initially. We'll definitely
1: do that in like our haunted theater series. Cause I, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's also said to be another ghost. This is where it got confused. Cause I, or I got confused cause I was like, wait, is this in another theater that Grumman owned or the same one? So okay. I'm just going to put this merge it with there and maybe we'll learn more about it later. But there's a said to be another ghost named Fritz, Fritz who hanged himself oh. inside the theater behind a movie screen. Oh. They think he Lived there. I think he was maybe like maybe was kind of a loner. I, okay, I don't know a lot about this ghost named Fritz. Um, okay, but I got the idea that maybe he was yeah just kind of a loner. But okay. allegedly he is a loved ghost and no one's frightened of him. Oh, love that! I love a friendly ghost. Um, now another theater, the Warner Pacific Theater. Oh, have you heard of that one? No. So it's graced by Sam Warner. Is that like Warner Brothers? Well, Warner, like one of the brothers, W A R.
1: Yeah, is Warner, brothers Warner Brothers, W A R. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Then probably yes, because it's the brothers. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Wow. Wowza. Um. So he was a uh, forefront in the development of sound after the silent film industry's popularity. And uh, you know what? Let's pause to actually look this up. Oh my god. Yeah. Definitely part of the Warner Brothers. Okay. <laughs> Co-founder and chief executive officer of the Warner Brothers. I kind of figured. <laughs> oh, that was, thank you for being a little more awake than me today. Well, um, I'm two hours ahead. I'm in the future. You are. So he and his brothers put much time and effort to expose the world to talkies. Okay. Which I learned about in whatever episode with you. The Peg episode. Yes, yes. I'd never heard of that phrase hmm. before. Or word. Um but Sam unfortunately died from a cerebral hemorrhage the night mm. before a huge opening that gained critics reviews like in reviews. Oh wow. It was something that they put on called The Jazz Singer. Uh-huh. And it was the opening in New York. He died before oh, wow. um, the night before that. However,
1: that was 1920
0: Yeah, it was a long time ago. The
1: Jazz Singer is like a pretty iconic yeah, film. Okay.
0: So for this particular theater, Sam Warner often comes back. Because he, he just, he like loved it so much or he just, he felt probably like he worked himself to death. And so he wanted to finish what he'd started. Okay. So he'll like push elevator buttons or move chairs, mm. you know, all things ghosts may do to show that they're around.
1: Okay. Maybe we'll do an episode on the Warner brothers. We should. I mean, I don't know about the other brother. I don't know what happened with him. Well, but... now I know what happened with Sam Warner. Yeah. And you, and now you know who he was. <laughs>
0: Though closed as a theater now, the Vogue Theater, which was previous grounds to a school named Prospect Elementary, Mm. had many hauntings, considering the former school caught on fire and killed 25 (gasps) children and a teacher.
1: Oh my goodness. Wait, is this the Vogue Movie Theater? Mm -hmm. It closed in
0: 2001. Okay. It was turned into an office building, like I just said, not before it was reported for paranormal activity by the ISPR, which is the International Society of Paranormal Research. Okay. And of course what was spotted? Ghost, or what they call entities, as reported by Culturetrip.com. But in two thousand ten, this theater was converted into Supper Club, which is a nightclub nightclub. Oh, club. okay. And last but not least is the comedy store. Oh Again, CultureTrip.com informs us of this fun house and how mystery and terror strikes here too. I really liked that quote from them. <laughs> They're also said to be voices and cries and snarls of sounds <laughs> that come up from Amazing. the basement, right? So this place is said to have at least five ghosts. I'm sure there's more. Oh, yeah. Because for years, the comedy store denied having any ghostly appearances or par- paranormal activity. But now they embrace it. I think it probably gives them some... More followings? Some people I mean, the comedy more store more. is renowned.
1: Right. That's I, what I, was gonna say. I, I would probably. love to. We'll have to go deep into okay. that. because I didn't realize that it was haunted.
0: Yes. And they said in the 40s and 50s that the club was super popular. And it was said that there was gangster like activity that would happen in the gangster. basement. Ooh. So this is when it was Ciro's Restaurant. Okay. So over the years now there have been apparition activity, often startling workers and even some performers.
1: Ooh. Allegedly,
0: many sketchy things happened here when it was Ciro's restaurant run by Mickey Cohen.
1: Okay. Who had
0: questionable behavior at best.
1: Okay. I the name alone, I love it. And yeah. Mickey Cohen.
0: Right. And at worst, he allegedly beat and buried his enemies in the basement.
1: Oh. Got turned.
0: Right. Is said to be like a haunted tomb.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So we definitely have to do
0: like a deeper dive on that for sure. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the comedy store, that's, we just did our Patreon episode on Tim Allen and that's, he performed there a lot of when he first moved out to LA anyway. Yeah. Join our Patreon and then you can hear all about Tim Allen. That's right. So here you go. These are just some places in Horwood. I meant Hollywoodland. You know what? I like? noticed it. I was like, yeah, these are in Horrorwood. <laughs> right, right? I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: because of all those episodes um, and more to come. Um, so <laughs> I, get, love yeah, so... I love it, the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to do that a lot. Um, so get your prickly arm pimples here and um, you will. Boo! Oh! <laughs> that was just a fun little plug. Um, <laughs> the boo plug. That's scared Oh, it did really scare you. Oh, good. <laughs> That's why I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I love it." Um, but I did want to give a quick list of other haunted places in okay. in that area of Hollywood, um, and and just in the area in general, or like that they've had notable hauntings. Because we're
1: going to go into deeper episodes probably on some of these. So absolutely,
0: hit me. Griffith Park, mm-hmm. Colorado Street Bridge.
1: Oh yeah, Queen Mary. Yep, Pico House. Ooh.
0: Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Ah. The Los Feliz Murder House.
1: Ooh. The
0: Houdini House. Mm. Pasadena's end quote suicide bridge. Uh huh. Griffith Park. Uh Oh, I said that already. Yeah, you sure did. (laughs) That one must be really haunted. Also, the Colorado Street Bridge is the suicide bridge. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's okay. So it's got two different, um, two different sources. Yeah, I think called it's it called different, different things. Okay, the Culver Studios. Oh, I was really okay. hoping it would help me on that one. Um,
1: okay. That's interesting because I've spent a lot of time exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. Okay.
0: The Del Monte Speakeasy. Ooh, I love a Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Yamashiro.
1: Oh, okay. That was my. That was one of my favorite restaurants, and oh, I think good. they've closed it since. But every time, did I take you there? I don't know. So it was by the Magic Castle. It's like up the winding road. I don't think so. Shoot. Okay. Well, I, I, I went to always. A really pizza place. <laughs> I mean, Yamashiro was like super expensive. So maybe I had no money at the time and did not take you there. But like I took my, I took Matt for his 40th birthday there. I took my mom there. I love Yamashiro. And then I I guess it closed recently, but. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. And we can
0: look into that. Yeah, um, the Silent Movie Theater is also mm. on the list. Mm-hmm. Cobb Estate or Haunted Forest is what it also is called. Oh, this is what I thought was interesting too. The Hollywood Reporter and the LA Weekly offices. Uh-huh. I think they're. I think they're in the same building. Maybe the Santa Monica Pier and Carousel. Oh, okay, yeah, Avalon.
1: Avalon, what's that?
0: I'm not really sure. It.
1: Okay, we'll find out
0: um hollywood wax museum was my last one
1: Mm, have you been there i was really you know what i'm trying to think if i went there when i first moved out within the first week or something because i feel like i did a little mini tourist kind of thing okay
0: i think the avalon it looks to me as a live music venue
1: oh okay yeah so so that's what i've got Yay! Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for the episodes of 2023. So we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to us. Yes, and you can chat with us, message us. We want to hear from you. We are on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at Horrorwood Podcast. Or you can email us at horrorwoodpodcast.gmail.com. And you can join our Patreon and you can listen to fun episodes like the Tim Allen one that we just did or the deeper dive into the actors that played the Munchkins from The Wizard of Oz and we'll have fun ones on there. So uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash forward podcast. We hope you have a lovely first Monday of the
0: year, Misfits. Thanks for tuning in. Happy New Year. Bye.